to Ten Talks. Ten Talks. All right. Ten Talks. Welcome to Ten Talks. Ten Talks is a 10-minute debate-style conversation in which two of our hosts take opposing stances on a topic and battle to the death. Each participant will get two minutes to explain their position without interruption, followed by a six-minute back and forth. And at the end, they'll each have one final closing statement to make their point. It is important to state that the opinions expressed today do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Black Bar, Black Bar Affiliates, or any other participants involved. They may or may not believe that their stance is correct, but they are going to argue it. So with all that being said, I'm Zack Snyder, the moderator of this conversation, and we have with us our participant number one, Nicholas Mayo. What up? And Caleb Weidman. Hello, Mr. Weidman. I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> Today we'll be asking slash answering the question, should your church continue their live stream in a post-pandemic world? So today, both of our participants have prepared both stances and will allow a coin to determine the stance that they'll be arguing. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any preferences, but Caleb, I'm going to flip a coin and this is going to determine your stance. Head, you're going to argue for the live stream. Tails, you're going to argue against it. Are you ready? I'm very prepared. All right. And Caleb Weidman gets a tails. So you're going to argue against keeping okay. your live stream in a post-pandemic world. Nick, you're going to argue for. Do any of you have any questions before we hop into this conversation? Uh, who's going first? Let him go first. Eh, no, I'd rather Caleb go first. So do we have to flip another coin? <laughs> flip another coin. <laughs> Caleb, Wyden, if we hit heads, you're going to go first. If we hit tails, you're going to get second. Here we go. Tails, Caleb's going second. So Caleb has to argue against... And Nick is going to start with arguing for. That gives Caleb a little bit more time to assemble his argument. And Nick is going to open us up. Are you ready, Nick? Yes. All right, Nick. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right. So I think it's important to note, uh, because I've had a lot of conversations with people on the Discord, um, that there are legitimate real reasons why some churches should not continue their live streamings. However, I would say that uh, in today's culture and where the church is going to be going in the future, um, despite the um, there, that there may not be an immediate need right now to look and, and future-proof your church's presence in, uh, online, having a live stream is essential to continuing that presence. Uh, again, it might not make sense right now, but in the future, uh, it, it's having an online presence is going to be important. Um, if we look back like a hundred years, uh, you would say, you know, the beginning of the 19th century, in the 1900s, um, most churches didn't have a sound system, even though I'd say that during that time, uh, it was an upcoming new technology. Uh, most churches didn't record their sermons either. But Today, in 2021, uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a church that doesn't have a sound system or doesn't record their services. So I think it's essential for churches to have a live stream or, moreover, an online presence 30 seconds. Um, to, to effectively reach their, their audiences, whether they be in-house or online. Um, Caleb, how are you? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I feel pretty pretty good about that. So you I have, have an extra 15 seconds. I do have do you an extra. Use it for anything? Uh, no, not really. Is there something I should should know? 
No? Okay. I, like, you know... This is nope. a very interesting wait till my five time. seconds left. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to use my time. And yet. I'm going to uh, stop you there because <laughs> I don't know what happened there at the end. <laughs> but that's your time. Beep, beep, beep. That's it. Caleb, are you ready to deliver your uh, opening statement? I, I believe I am, Zachary. All right. And we're going to begin yours in three, two, one. I think uh, for quite a while now, and several of the videos that we've made and several of the videos that I've scripted, uh, I've talked about live streaming and helping churches live stream and and at big capacity, especially during COVID. Uh, But there was a concern I had very early on that the live streams that we've been putting out and working so hard to produce would become a bit of a hyper fixation for churches. And that when it comes to online ministry, which I think we can all agree is an incredibly important part uh, of, of ministering into the future and evangelism into the future, that if we have a live stream, we can kind of check uh, the online ministry box off to an extent. And I think, honestly, it's an incredibly short-sighted position to have. Uh, so I, I think a live stream d- certainly has a lot of advantages and certainly helped with COVID with people not being able to come into the door. But if we're truly trying to reach out and impact a new group of people in a new medium, in a brand new space, I've said it from the beginning. I do not believe that a church live stream is the most effective tool to do that. I do believe that training up a congregation, training up the people that you have within your ministry to be able to go out and outreach to the people in their communities is going to be the most effective thing. And if that requires the disposal of of live streaming your Sunday morning service on stream in order to make that happen, in my opinion, although that would be a hard sacrifice, I think it would be a worthwhile one. Uh, I also think it's worth saying that although uh, we're certainly reaching some people uh, with all of the live streams, what could we be doing if we didn't have to worry about fiddling with OBS every day, if we didn't have to figure out uh, the camera solutions that we're using every week, what could your church be doing creatively that doesn't require And that's your time. That's your time. I'm going to cut you off there. All right, gentlemen, now we're going to transition into the next phase where we'll have six minutes total, three minutes each, back and forth. All right, Nick, here we go. We're going to start with your rebuttal. Are you ready? Yes. And three, two, one. Um, So, uh, Caleb, you actually said a lot of things I honestly agree with. Um, All all that you're saying about not just having uh, an online presence means more than just the live stream, right? Um, now you'd mentioned reaching out to different communities. I, I think there's the ability you can reach out to your online audience, people that you've already established during this time on co- uh, with COVID. Uh, I think it's also important to remember that we already have people in our discord that have reported that they they're going back into lockdown. So just abandoning having a live stream after COVID may not be a wise choice. There's a real possibility that you, we may still have to go back into uh, lockdown and use that technology uh, for that purpose. And also, a lot of people, after having the opportunity to watch services from home, may prefer to stay home and watch services from there as well. So I think live streaming is still a very valuable thing for most congregations. I want to answer that that point with a question, and this is going to be really short. What is the goal, Nick, of a Sunday morning live stream? 
That is actually a, a great question, Caleb. And I think for every church, that's going to be different. And, and so I will absolutely admit that there are churches that probably this won't be the best choice for them to, to keep their live stream. But I think the majority of churches probably should. Um, you know, eating up my time here, you know, if you're a, uh, you know, say Mennonite congregation or Amish congregation, who's not really into having technology, that, that could be a real thing where that's, it's not valuable for you. Um, but I guess to answer your question, there are a lot of different goals that you could have that are, are, are good for every church. So, um, if you are trying to use your live stream to reach the online audience in the world of YouTube or, uh, whatever online space you're in, it's a more of a mission field. If your online, uh, presence, your live stream is to connect with people who want to be at your church, but physically can't, that's a completely different goal. I hear what you're saying. Um, I think uh, if I had to break down the goal of a Sunday morning live stream, I would probably break it into three chunks. Uh, And of course, it does vary church to church. I think to a certain extent, we could argue that evangelism is an important piece of that, right? I think we can argue discipleship is an important piece of a a typical church live stream or a typical church service. And I think fellowship, all three of those things are an important part of uh, an integral Sunday morning experience that happens to be online. I would also argue that I believe that the package of a Sunday morning live stream is not the most efficient way of doing any of those things. I think if you're going for evangelism, digital, digital missionary model works a lot better. I think if you're going for uh, discipleship and honestly fellowship, having an online community that's happening 24 seven, whether that be on Facebook groups or that be on discord or anything else is going to be a more effective model. Um, so, and I think unfortunately by focusing and hyper-focusing, I would say on specifically our church live stream every week, all the time. I think a lot of churches are missing out on opportunities that could be more effective at accomplishing the goals that a live stream is trying to hit all the time. So, Caleb, you say that, uh, you know, that the these it may not be the most effective tool to uh, reach your online audience. But I also think that there's value in, you know, remembering that some of your online audience is people in your congregation that just can't make it anymore. Um, and. I don't think eliminating your um, live stream to be able to reach a greater audience necessarily makes sense for most churches. You know, some churches are called to a very specific area, right? And, and so saying that you just, you know, eliminating the live stream just because you want to reach a wider audience may not be the call of each church done there. I would agree in saying that I don't think that it makes sense to a lot of churches to get rid of the live stream to pursue these other online ministry models. But I think that's also because a lot of churches will do what a lot of other churches are doing. And a lot of other churches have been focusing very heavily on their live stream. Uh, And I I would say when it comes to these other models, when it comes to a a discipleship focused model, when it comes to evangelist, digital missionary model, anything that we would do online, I don't think either of those systems are primarily built just to reach a wider audience. I think they can be very effective in reaching a very targeted audience that is geographically based. Uh, I think one of the advantages of online ministry is that it doesn't have to be geographically based, but if you want to be, if that's going to be your niche, I don't think there's anything wrong with those models. And I would still stand on the fact that I believe those models will be more effective at achieving the goals of a live stream than a church live stream would. So Caleb, you mentioned that uh, eliminating the live stream would make space for other things, but 
I don't think that it's realistic to think that by eliminating one thing, you're going to make space for, you know, say five other things. And that, I guess that's the problem I have with that reason. All right. That's it. That's next time. Caleb, you have, you've got what I had three. <laughs> I saw three seconds when I, <laughs> all right, Caleb, are you ready for your final 34 seconds? Yes. And three, two, one. Uh, I, I've watched the people that we're talking about uh, pull live streams out of thin air in a matter of a week or two when it was necessary. I think uh, putting uh, the kind of ministries that we've been talking about, although they will take work out of reach, I think is is patently false considering what they've been able to accomplish in the past year. Uh, I will say in general, if you're cutting your live stream and aren't investing into online ministry or any of the other stuff I've been talking about in general, uh, you're wasting your time. That is that is a bad decision. And that's it. That is the final segment of the argument. So now we get one final closing statement, a Caleb-sized sentence, as we've called it. Uh, each of you will prepare. Uh, Nick, since Caleb was the last one to talk, uh, then you will be. Uh, the first one to give your statement. Are you ready, Zach? We are ready for your final statement whenever you're ready. Uh, this isn't my final statement, but I just want everyone to remember that semicolons are part of sentences. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go. Caleb and I agree that keeping an online presence is important and that making it the most important tool in your tool belt isn't the goal. But eliminating your live stream altogether is a short-sighted choice that will that will alienate your current online audience. Remove your ability to adapt if we all go back into to lockdown again and set you up to be irrelevant in the future as more and more ministries and businesses shift to live primarily in the online space. Okay, okay. A little, little hand clap for you. A little hand clap for that you. That wasn't too long. That wasn't too that wasn't bad. Too that bad. really yeah. that was probably one of our best Caleb size sentences yet. Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, are you ready for the final word from our debaters today? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it a shot. All right, whenever you're ready. I believe that the church live stream was a perhaps begrudging great first step into online ministry, um, and a horrible potential last step. And unfortunately, uh, I believe that because of the investment required to make an every Sunday live stream possible, that will be the only online ministry that most churches can afford. And as a result, are unable to invest into other potentially more effective online ministries. Well, there you have it, listener. That is our conversation today. Our 10 Talks has been completed. Um, <laughs> as uh, we introduced in the last 10 Talks, uh, the moderator was allowed a Caleb-sized sentence. Is that still in play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caleb, I'm, we're just coining that now. That's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. Caleb then sentences. I will just give this stance and opinion based upon our conversations. I actually was talking... Uh, with someone in our Patreon chat the other day about this. Um, I would say in my experience, I would guess that 65% of churches that started a live stream will either drop, abandon, or barely keep alive their online experience, which in my opinion is okay to an extent. If a church decides they cannot sustain their online stream in a healthy way or invest into developing an online communication strategy, I'd recommend they cut it or invest their time into something that they can sustain. 
On the flip side, for the other 35%, I think we're seeing right now some of the most innovative foundations being laid for the future of the digital church, which includes live stream when done correctly. I truly believe that the legacy will be left for generations to come that is happening today that these innovators or these pioneers are learning what it means to do online ministry. So I I'm basically both and I think both of you had valid points. Um, <laughs> and, but also I do think that intentionality is going to be what separates the, the live streams from the COVID streams. I like how you said that. That's a really interesting designation. You know, uh, I'm joked about having some semicolons in my sentence, but I'm pretty certain that, uh, Zach, you had a couple periods in there. Listen, that was the moderator Caleb size sentence. Caleb was worse last time, so I'm going to take what I got. But hey, thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear your conversations, your arguments, your stances on the Discord. So hop over there now. Uh, Also, if you'd like to support us, you can check out Patreon. So we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to our 10 Talk.